0: Hey everybody! This is Patty. Welcome to the Witching Hour. I have a great guest for you. You might recognize her. She has been on before. She is an author. She is a witch. She's a crazy cat lady. The one and only Deborah Blake. But before I bring on Deborah, where's Patty? Because this is a one-day a week that I look at my calendar so I can know where I am. If you are tuning into this, the week we first drop, which is Monday, February 26, 2024, I am home for a minute. I'm packing right now. I am getting ready to leave for Las Vegas. I am gonna do another magical weekend at the Halloween Emporium in Las Vegas. We're going to be doing seances and workshops and private readings, all sorts of great things. So, check my social media for that. Check Halloween Emporium. They are Halloween 365 days a year and run by a great girl, Tiffany, and you're going to love her. In April, I'm going to be in Arizona at the Old Globe Theater, Haunted Theater for a Paracon there. And then in May, let's go a little farther. We're going to Romania. So, Get your tickets now, make sure you have a passport. It's gonna be a witch and vampire tour of Romania. The witch's forest doing things in Vlad's temple and um, with Father Sebastian and myself, one of a kind. If you're into that sort of thing, join us. Lots more going on, but just go to pattynegri.com and you can get my full calendar. While we're here in town, Tuesday, I am teaching my regular class at University Magicus. I teach magic, mediumship development, psychic development, spell crafting, animal familiars. Um, We have other great teachers teaching everything from astrology to Reiki to every path imaginable. Every teacher and every path imaginable. UniversityMagicus.com or MagicU.org. Wednesday, where are you going to be Wednesday? It's a test. The Witches Movie Coven. Every Wednesday at 6 p.m. Pacific, 9 Eastern, Heather, Richard, Lael, Jason, Courtney, and I argue about witchcraft movies. It's really fun. It's really silly. We watch old movies, new movies, good movies, bad movies, and compare. And you guys get to join in live. So thank you for tuning in. Thank you for Just all the great things you guys do. You are the world to me. And that's where I am. I'm home, I'm packing, I'm leaving town. (laughs) Hey everybody, guess what time it is? You should know by that yawn, it is time for the Willow Report. My little Willow Report. I've talked lately that I've been doing some filming at the house and she's really good on set. But one of the things I'm possibly working on, I can't talk about it a lot yet, but it's a clutter show. Yep, yeah. I have a lot of stuff and sometimes that stuff altogether is called clutter. And you know what they said I had more clutter than anything? Dog toys. Does not everybody have at least three or 400 stuffed animals for their dog and cat? I do. If they're going to make us get rid of things, I'm not sure about that. What do you think, Willow? Because she loves every last one. The blue skunk versus the great big seahorse versus the little master dachshund. Because we have a lot of dachshund everything. I get, going back to collectibles and clutter, how much dachshund merchandise can you have? I have dachshund earrings, dachshund pins. I'm wearing one right now. We have dachshund everything. So between her hundreds, literally hundreds of toys, My collecting docks and jewelry and docks and necklaces and docks and everything. A clutter show wants to film me. Besides all my witchy stuff and all Carrie's drum stuff and all my Barbies, we're going to do reality television and not in the witchy sense. But we're going to thank Willow for that because she just has too dang many dog toys. That's the Willow Report. For this week's magic lesson, we're going to talk about a couple of the witch's tools that we use in ritual and magic and spell casting. One is the wand. Everybody knows about the magic wand. Harry Potter has one. Merlin the Magician has one. Wands. What are they for? And the other thing is the witch's knife or a thumbie or athame. Tomato, tomato, potato, potato, both are correct depending on who you're talking to, which is athame or athame. These are two of the majors along with the chalice and all sorts of things, but these are energy machines. What a wand will do is direct Energy. So think about it. You're pointing at the wand where you're going. A wand, say you're focusing energy, whether you're doing a spell or you're doing a ritual, you're calling corners. This wand is going to like laser beam focus energy. I'm like your knight, except whatever you're doing, your wands direct energy. Now, a knife is very different. A knife or an athame or a thame. Cuts through energy. Think about it. I am cutting a door, cutting a hole in the energy here. I am putting up protectors. Say, if you're doing a cord cutting on somebody, you would use the knife. Don't cut them, you cut the energy between them because these cut through. Like you're cutting a piece of cake, you're cutting through anything that you need to get through. So, again, two beautiful things, two powerful things, directs energy cuts through things. Now, what about getting one? I think it's you gotta love your tool you can give them for gifts actually this was a gift from my dear friend father sebastian and i love it madly it's mine i love that it was a gift and but not everybody's going to get a gift of something so if you're out shopping either at your local magic or a cult store let the energy help you pick it out same thing with the wand i actually have several wands because there's many schools of thought and that's a whole other class A Rowan Wand does this versus an Oak Wand does that versus a this wand and a that wand and everything else. So you could have different wands for different things, all for directing energy. But let your intuition guide you. See what you're drawn to. Just like you go shop for clothes and you want this dress looks better than that dress. Even more important is your magical tool. So now you got it. Direct energy. Cut energy. And you don't have to have fancy ones. You can make your own out of a stick if you want to. And you could use any kind of a knife if you want to. Magic is everywhere. You just got to know what it's for sometimes. I have some very special magic for you today. I'm having her on for the second time, which means a lot. She is an author. She is a witch. She is a crazy cat lady. The one and only Deborah Blake. Welcome back, Deborah. Thank you so much. I'm so glad to be back with you. This is awesome. I know you have a lot going on. You have stuff coming out in just a few weeks next month. But let's talk about this book that just came out recently because it is so beautiful. Llewellyn's Little Book of Witchcraft.
1: Yeah, I love this book. It's part of a series. They have a whole series of Llewellyn's Little Book of and, you know, there's the little book of the moon. There's a little bit, little book of herbs, little book of tarot. And I was talking to Alicia, my Llewellyn editor at one point, And I said, I'd really like to write one of those books. You know, can you tell me what hasn't been done yet? And she said, nobody's done the little book of witchcraft. And I said, dibs, because who better to write the little book of witchcraft than me? Really? You know
0: i just recently got this it is beautiful again because it's just so well done the binding and the
1: pages so tell us about i love the fact that it's a hardcover and it's a cute little hardcover i love cute it's a you know it's i keep telling everybody this is the perfect gift to give to your little witchy friends or people who are interested so basically it's exactly what it says it's the little book of witchcraft it covers A lot of the most basic parts of witchcraft, it's a good introduction, although it's also useful for people who've been doing it for a while, but it's got commonly used terms and talks about the Sabbaths and the lunar cycle and special occasions and witchy crafts because who doesn't like to do a nice little witchy craft? One of the things that I love about these this particular series of books is that at the very beginning, there's a list of all the activities in the book and then there's a list of all the spells in the book and a list of tips because i always have tips and that way it's easy for people to navigate the book and say i'm in the mood for this spell today or i want to do i need to find an interesting activity or whatever
0: so it's easy to use and it's again it's beautiful it's simple charm bags and magic a dedication initiations you get I love simple and I love easy explanations. Somebody okay. gives me a book that's too big. The book, I look at it and go, this is really nice. And I set it down. This you could use certainly for reference because music, paper, stepping in, cooking with magic, growing plants, all these things that we do. What is an eclectic witch? What is an ordinarian witch? What is a green witch? So much of this stuff, well, so many what, new people or even some people have never thought about it, just don't have an easy explanation. And I any tend at all.
1: to be a very practical witch. I don't do the big, fancy, esoteric, complicated rituals every once in a while. And that doesn't mean there's anything wrong with them. I think they're great. And I love to every once in a while go to one that somebody else has done. I don't have that much time and energy in my day. Yeah, you know, or my week or my month. So I try and make witchcraft simple and accessible and something that people can, yeah, pick this up and say, oh, this activity will only take 10 minutes. I, I can find 10 minutes. I'll lock my husband out of the house. It'll be fine. Yeah. <laughs> or I can distract the cats with treats long enough to actually get something done.
0: You can tell how much I use it because look at, I've got all these little things in it, which is so goofy. It, and I know this has been out a while, but there's a lot of cat people in my listeners and watchers. You actually have a book on magic. Yeah, it's a little and book it's too.
1: Interestingly, it's not part of the series. It just happened to be a little book of cat magic. But I will confess, you're not supposed to have favorites among your books any more than you have favorites among your children. But I love that book, obviously in part because I love cats, but also because it was the last book that my cat magic, who was my familiar, actually helped me work on before she passed. And so it's got a really special place in my heart. And I love the cover. The cover is so pretty. It's just, and I get a lot of messages from people about that book because the, there is in that book a spell for helping to let go of a beloved cat. And people have used it and it's really helped them, which makes me feel really good because that's why I write. I write to help share knowledge. I help to give people the tools that they need to learn witchcraft or practice witchcraft in ways that work for them. And so, yeah, that that book definitely has a special place in my heart. Yeah, me too. But you have more. You have. What do you have coming okay. out in So in, in March, days? I have from Llewellyn, I have the Eclectic Witches Book of Shadows Companion. A couple of years ago, this came out, which is the Eclectic Witches Book of Shadows and I love this book this was my first hardcover, and it's so beautiful it has look at the illustrations Mickey Mueller did the illustrations and she did the front cover amazing job and again this is a sort of a basic there's a a chapter on herbs and then there's a chapter it's as if had your own book of shadows that you'd written except I did it for you so it's easier And then there were all of these spaces where you could add what you've done on your own. And the problem turned out to be the book was so beautiful, nobody wanted to write in it. People kept saying to me, no, it's too pretty to write in. So I'm coming out with a companion book that not only has additional information, more herbs and more stones and coloring pages and other fun things like that, But it'll be a paperback and hopefully people will really feel comfortable adding their own things that they've learned. Yeah, it was one of those things. It just never occurred to me that the book would be too beautiful. Go figure. i i've I written in it you
0: are you're one of the i, I don't yeah. recommend a lot what somebody's new and getting into the craft to do you are one of the handful of authors i do recommend because of that book. And because yeah. of now this one is but i didn't write in that book either yeah, i have my no, own way no, of doing things i didn't write in I'm, it either
1: i just thought it is true it is true pretty. And you can certainly use the companion book without the first one. You don't have, it's still useful. It still will work on its own. But if you already have the Eclectic Witch's Book of Shadows, then the companion book is just going to take you one step further. And did I mention there's coloring pages? How fun is that? So, yeah, oh, yeah. and that. So that's coming out from Llewellyn and from Cross Crow Books. They are doing a re-release of one of my earlier books, Witchcraft on a Shoestring, which has been out of print for a little while and which people still like. And luckily, this publisher, which is fairly new to the witchcraft scene, they are making a real effort to get some of these old classic books back out there so the people who missed them 10 years ago or whatever it was, can get them now. So, yeah, that's that is going to be a lot of fun too. Uh, it'll witchcraft on a shoestring is self explanatory. It's how to practice witchcraft without having to spend a whole lot of money. You don't need the fancy esoteric herbs. You don't need to like have every single candle color. There's so I have all sorts of crafts in there and there's recipes because Hugh doesn't like mixing magic with food. That is awesome. You are obviously prolific
0: in your work and your craft and in what you do. How did you get on your path? You don't you even live in an old farmhouse? I, farm I do or something? live in I'm an old.
1: Like, yeah, it's a hundred and thirty. Actually, at this point, is probably about a hundred and forty years old. Bits of it are older than other bits. It's been one of the. It's an old house that was added onto here and there. It's on a stone foundation. You go to the basement. You're like, we can see where they started. So, uh, yeah, I live in an old farmhouse. But I actually my witchcraft journey started. Before I moved out here, when I was living in a crappy a little apartment in town, and it was one of those things where a friend of mine kept inviting me to come, you know, meet this group she hung out with and do things, and I kept going, I don't know. That's first of all, I don't like people. I like people. I just don't like groups of people I don't know. Now, of course, I've been to a million conventions and I'm like, ah, groups of people I don't know, for <laughs> But back then. It was like, this seemed a little odd. And she finally, on one Samhain, persuaded me to come for a feast and a ritual at her apartment. And she said, oh, there's hardly anybody going to be there. Hardly anybody was like 35 people. And they're all hugging me and saying things like, "Merry me. And I'm like, what the heck is happening here? And I had been, I was born Jewish. I'm still Jewish. Once you're born Jewish, you're always Jewish. But the religion didn't do it for me. I'm very proud of my heritage, but religiously, it was like stern father figure, God, no, thank you, dude. And I hung out with the Unitarians for a while. They were very nice, but missing something, studied Buddhism for a while. And after the feast, we went out into the park near her house and cast the circle. And I did the thing I'd been doing for years, which is I just reached out into the universe. Only this time, somebody reached back. And there they were, it was God and Goddess, and basically they said, "Took you long enough." <laughs> Which, yeah, it was very loving and very embracing, but there were also like, really. <laughs> what? And after that day, I I had found my home, and it took me, I, I guess I practiced with her group for about five or six years, learned a lot of things. Finally decided it was time to go out on my own, started my own group, Blue Moon Circle, which in March is celebrating our 20-year anniversary as a group, which is, a, for anybody who's been what? around witchcraft for any period of time, 20 me. years is a really long time for a coven to stay together. We've had some people come and some people go, the originating members, all still here. So... That's pretty amazing. And we practiced together for a year. And I suddenly thought, I really wish that I had a book for that first year that that told me, here's a bunch of rituals for full moons and new moons and the Sabbaths and gave me some ideas of what to do and what not to do. And I couldn't find it. So I wrote it. And that was 2005. The book came out in 2007. That's Circle, Covenant, Grove. And I've been doing my thing ever since. It's cool. That's beautiful.
0: Yeah, I know. It does find you sometimes kicking in. What was so
1: funny to me is after this experience, I was talking to another friend of mine who was a witch and a hypnotherapist. Very cool. And I said to her, guess what? I'm a witch. And she said, yeah, I know. I've known for ages. And I said, why didn't you tell me? And she said, you weren't ready yet when you're ready you figure it out for yourself you show up at the rituals you find the books whatever so one of the things that i tell people is if they've got this little inner voice saying maybe it's worth exploring pick up a book like this one or talk to some people if you happen to be fortunate enough to know some witchy people or watch the witching hour or all of the above Uh And just it's, see how it feels. Some people know right away and some people have to spend some time sort of sitting with it and exploring it to decide if that really is the right thing for them. Right, pal. Yeah. I do agree.
0: But as we know, or yeah, we could see which witchcraft is very popular now. It is well, I think the fastest growing in North America, in America, Canada as well. Uh, and wow, the whole of Northern, that is beautiful. And again, I'm so glad because it is a belief system where you take oh, responsibility absolutely. versus- Yeah, you, you can't say the devil made
1: me do it. You basically, you go, I messed up. Let me try to do better the next time. Wow. Yeah, so that makes me so, ha- and an awareness. And because
0: we are, whether whatever kind of a witch we are, we do have an awareness of this, our element oh, of yeah. our planet.
1: To take Nature, care of it, I, think. I can, when people ask me for my definition, and of course- You put a hundred witches in a room, you're going to get 101 definitions. I always tell people, this is just how I view it. But I consider it to be a nature-based spiritual path, usually involving a god and goddess. And yes, respect for self-reliance, but also other people's right to make their own choices. And that we believe in magic. That we believe that there is this thing you can't necessarily pin down. It's real. And that you can use it to create positive change. And for me, witchcraft is all about that idea of creating positive change in yourself, in the world around you, for people who maybe ask you for help. But I I also love the fact that it is so individual. There is no one set of rules or guidelines. There is no one way to be a witch. There's like as many ways to be a witch as there are witches. We don't practice exactly the same. We have a lot of things in common. But yeah, people get to pick the path that feels right to them. And I love that. That
0: is one of my main selling points. Again, it's not because I said so, because I was, I would have been, Jewish on my dad's side and Protestant on my mom's side, but my grandfather was this famous atheist. So we didn't have God, gods were a dirty word, though I'd see and churches and temples and mosques. I'd want to go there, but we didn't use that word. It was not till I was 13. I wanted to go to see some that Christian band or something at a church. I was scared to ask if I could go to a church on a Friday night. My mom's, you could do anything. So I became a seeker. I tried out that Christian thing, didn't work, tried out the Jewish roots, Buddhism, Tibet. You know, and then when I saw, I went to my first, I think Long Beach Women's Spirit weekend ritual. I was like, oh, I've been talking to trees forever. I've been picking rosemary and stuffing it in my mom. Yeah. I know And that. that's this, you you know, People is, say, you know,
1: it's how long have you been a witch? And I always say, I've been a witch my whole life. I just didn't find out there was a name for it until I was in my late 30s. Yes, I've always wanted to garden and cooking felt very magical to me. I love feeding people because it does feel like you're putting a piece of yourself into it. And yes, I've had some interesting experiences that were not the norm, so to speak. You wouldn't know anything about what I'm talking about. <laughs> not at all. No. And finding out that was not weird; it was just who I it was. A wonderful thing. And then, of course, there's cats. But... And then
0: cats. Yes, we we are both. I'm cat, and I don't have it. How many cats do you have, Deborah? Five.
1: <laughs> yeah. five, I have five. I, I meant to have three. I lost my last batch except one and said, okay, I'll just get two more. It'll be nice and reasonable. And then one of them came with a sibling he was attached to. So I'm like, okay, so I have four cats. And then I got a fifth cat, lost the first one, got down to four, went four is reasonable. And then I stumbled across this little black kitty who was only four years old and had been at the shelter for three years because she was terrified. There was nothing wrong with her. They always have so many black cats at the shelter. And if you have 20 cats and they're all adorable and 19 of them are gonna come up to you and say hello and the other one sits at the back of the cage like this. Yes, I'm talking about you little bit. She was, and she was never gonna be adopted. You could just tell. And I went back and forth and tried to walk away But my cat magic, I swear, I felt her little paw between my shoulder blades do this. She insisted, you know, even being dead for a few years, she still occasionally shows up and makes herself known. And she made it very clear that she wanted me to take in this little black cat. She was a black cat as well. And sometimes you just can't argue. So yeah, we had a year long transition because she was so scared. But she's she just celebrated her two year adoption back in January and she settled in and she's clearly very happy to be out of the cage at the shelter. And the shelter people, of course, were really happy to have me take her because they knew that I had the experience and the patience to let her blossom on her own terms and uh, yes so five 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 seems to be my number five was what i had before and no matter how often i say it's going to be less than five it's five and, my and God, you're the one right. uh, you'd think i you'd think i could take hey. them as a like a tax write-off because I wrote a book about them but no the irs yeah. will not allow no. it i've asked oh. yeah. mean, mean people ah now you
0: admit you had mentioned earlier one of your familiars. Oh, yeah, a cat Magic. familiar It helped you.
1: So h- how many of your, if any, of your five None cats? No, Magic, are, is, is in all the all years so- I've been practicing, now mind you, I had this group of five cats, and now I'm on my next group of five cats. She's the only cat that I would say was truly a familiar. She, first of all, she supervised everything I did. She supervised when I ate. She supervised when I wrote. She slept right next to my head. So when she died, I was like, I don't know how to eat. I don't know how to sleep. I don't know how to What? How do I do this without this little little black face looking at me? But yeah, when my group would practice inside, obviously we like to be outside when we can, but I live in upstate New York. Half the year it's winter. The other half the year it's rainier mosquitoes. When we had to be inside, I had a round table that I set up as an altar and we would get everything set up. She would come into the room. She would walk always clockwise around the table, greet everyone, and then she would either sit underneath the altar or behind me on the couch and supervise the ritual, and then when we were done, she would jump off and circle everybody again and walk out of the room, and we'd go, I guess the ritual's over, let's go to east. Yeah, there, she oh, was a you? truly special cat. All oh, my cats are special, but there was, we had a connection that was just amazing. And yes, it was a huge loss. In fact, if you look at some of my earlier books, some of them have like Notes from magic or wisdom from magic, the cat, because she did manage to get her little paws into everything.
0: So, well, what do you have coming? What do you have coming up? It's the end of February
1: now. Anything? How, how can people oh. find you? How can people find well, you? That's easy. It, um, where you're appearing? My, my website has links well, no, to like you. everything. And it is DebraBlakeAuthor.com. No imagination whatsoever. And as long as they know how to spell Deborah the long biblical way, D-E-B-O-R-A-H, they can find me. In fact, if you Google me, you'll find links to my everything. But my website has all of those links. It also has all the books so that if people are curious about previous books, they can read about it. There's links to go find it you can find most of my stuff directly from Llewellyn. I do, I have a tarot deck. And one of the things that I say to people, because unfortunately the tarot deck is pirated a lot. It is, it makes me insane. But people are always writing to me and saying, oh, I bought your tarot deck and it didn't come with the book. Can you send me the book? They t- they told me to do this download and it doesn't work and I'm like yeah that's because it's fake. I- so if somebody is interested in my decks, I suggest they go straight to Llewellyn and do not try and buy it anywhere else. Otherwise, you can find my books you now anywhere online. You can also go to your local indie bookstore if you are lucky enough to have one, and they will special order for you. If you are lucky enough to have a New Age or pagan store, if they don't happen to have it in stock, and many of them do, they will special order it for you. Support your local book- books now. Yeah, if you want your local yes. stores to yes. survive, support them. You can also ask your library. My when as soon as I get a new book, the first thing I do is I walk down to my library drive to my library and then walk inside and hand them a copy to put on their shelves but if a library does not have the book, they will very often order it if i realize that not everybody can afford to buy every single book that they want to read and that's fine yeah go to your library libraries rock and yeah i am on facebook i'm on instagram i am on whatever we're calling it now. Twitter. Twitter this week. I don't know. I'm starting to do a few things on TikTok. I am slightly technologically impaired, so I'm only just beginning to figure out how to use that. And I have a Patreon and I have an Etsy page where you can buy signed copies of my book if you like it. You can go to my Etsy store and I have a few little magical kits and some of the jewelry. I used to make gemstone jewelry for many years, like what I'm wearing. And so, yeah, I'm, all the links to all of those places are on my website. So you guys check her out.
0: You will love her like I do. If you like cat book, there's a new one out, a new one, witchcraft on a shoestring is coming out. But really, whether seasoned witch and been doing a long time, I, these are my favorite kind of, It just, oh yeah. Cooking with magic. Yeah, it's just yeah. this is great. So, That's like great. your follower yeah. on social media, you'll get a cat. Get two. of their I. But I'm. There's more. No, my one is mean enough for all of them. I'm sorry. I'm so blown away that people, they copy your tarot deck. I have fakes oh, all the time. I'm sure I, you do that. I, I, oh, yes, please. people
1: are basically <laughs> pretending to be you, yeah. and then if I had a nickel for every stupid, oh my darling. I feel the need to tell you about the things. And I'm like, I know that's not the real person because that's not how that person talks. It's, it is a falling, right. the number of people who are out there stealing basically from witches and also trying to basically scam all of the people who trust us because they know they trust us. And all I can think is, you maybe haven't thought this through. You're picking on witches. Do you really think this is a good idea? Yes, you might make some money in the beginning, but, oh, I'm so sorry about that terrible rash you suddenly developed for no obvious reason. Or that you get a paper cut every time you pick up a book. I don't know. I don't. I personally do not hex. That's a choice. Yeah, people do. But I do believe in karma. I absolutely believe in karma and I... But in the meanwhile, yes, it is so annoying. And then we have to waste all the time that we could be doing, providing services for people, instead chasing down these fakes and trying to get rid of them. It is so frustrating. I actually, I don't
0: curse or hex either because again, you have to live in that world. We create the world, we live. Though it doesn't mean I couldn't. The other day there was somebody so blatant and contacting all my people and somebody had said, I, I gave you $650. Right. He didn't give me $650. He gave mother's yeah. basement in his tiny whitey yeah. $650. And so I just said, and usually they block you, but this person had a lobbyist. I'm get that off my page. And I think I might've threatened yeah. them with
1: because it doesn't mean I have to do it. They're actually, but yeah, what people don't understand is that when they buy these knockoff decks and a lot of them don't realize they're doing it, they're not necessarily doing it. But if you see a $32 deck on sale someplace for $8, here's your common sense. It's not real and you're not going to get what it is you want. And no, I cannot send you the book because it comes as a set. Even I don't have the book by itself. But what it means is that I don't get paid. The illustrator doesn't get paid. The publisher doesn't get paid. And it makes us hard, it, makes it hard for all of us to stay in business, to keep doing this thing that we love so much because they're literally stealing money that would make it possible for us to do it the next time. So people, use some common sense. If you, every once in a while, Llewellyn will have a sale and you can get something for 30% off. But that will be on the Llewellyn site, and then you'll know it's legitimate. Exactly. So, yeah. Otherwise, you're giving your good, hard-earned money to... F- exactly. Things. Pirates. Pirates
0: and not the That's fun true. ones who say are. Anyway, not to end on that note, do you have any last words of wisdom before we sign off for this new... I think we or- all
1: need to reach for the positive. Things are so stressful right now and a little bit dark and frightening. And one of the great things about witchcraft is that it can empower us. So use that to empower yourselves, to bring a little bit more light into your life. Remember to share that light with other people and bring a little bit more light into other people's lives. It doesn't even have to be magic. Love is magic. And being supportive of other people is magic. So just be nice, be kind, don't forget to laugh and try and be the light and not the darkness.
0: Beautiful words of wisdom. Thank you, beautiful Deborah Blake. Thank you for bringing that magic, your magic to the Thank witching. you for having me.